What's going on, Mighty Warriors? I'd like to invite you to take a seat and listen up while I share some life experiences that can help you go from merely surviving to thriving. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches. What's up, Warriors? Welcome to episode 34 of Thriving in the Trenches with me, Josh Jones, also known as Jonesy. Um, I got some exciting news that I want to share right off the bat here. So as some of you may or may not know, I've been working as a mentor with a men's coaching group called the Alpha Code for about a year now. During this year, I've been able to see hundreds of lives changed and challenges overcome and people just going from living a mediocre or even depressed life to really finding their identity, finding joy, finding peace, and gaining tools and and strategies that really help them overcome any challenges they may face down the road. As a result of this, I've learned a great deal and developed more and more of a passion, and it's led me to my next step that I've just begun, which is getting certified as a coach myself. Now, what that will lead me to on the back end, I don't really know yet. I've still got lots of options, and I do know that I want to work with people and continue to help impact lives. And most likely I'll be sticking around with the alpha code during that journey. So getting on with today's episode, I want to talk today kind of along the same theme of uh, goal setting. And I think I've talked on goal setting before, but this is more getting into the specifics and how to actually achieve those goals. SMART goals, it's a concept you can find all over the internet. A lot of people use it, and it's, it's widely used because it is effective. And what that stands for is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Those are the criteria that should go into any goal that you set for yourself, whether it's a PR on a lift, whether it's reading a certain number of books, um, achieving some kind of certification or degree, whatever the case may be, whatever, whatever goal you choose should follow this basic criteria. And it's a very good starting point. However, you can come up with a bunch of goals that fit this smart criteria and never achieve any of them. If you don't really embody what that is. And Starting off, again, using this kind of smart smart uh, criteria as a little bit of a framework or a, a stepping stone, we want to get a little deeper. And ultimately, it's about really clearly defining what it is that you're trying to achieve. If I say a lot of times people going through challenges, you know, it's like, I just want to feel better. I want to be confident. I want to laugh more. I want to be happy. That's a big one. A lot of people want to be happy. Well, happy is a very fleeting emotion. And that isn't to sound like Debbie Downer, like you can't maintain happiness, but happiness is a feeling that you could be experiencing one minute and then somebody steps on your foot and suddenly that feeling of happiness is gone. And for some of us, we'll let that negative moment affect our entire day. And I like to say the day is made up of a lot of moments and we should be focusing on not letting bad moments ruin the rest of the good ones. Um, you know, in any given day, 
a, a number of negative things can happen. But in general, those things are very short-lived. But they continue to live on because we dwell on them, because we keep going back, and we essentially carry that thing through our entire day. Um, anyway, I'm getting off track here, but happiness, anything that's a feeling, is not really a good goal to set. We need to find what's behind that. You know, if it's a specific thing that's making me unhappy or a specific thing that's making me not feel confident, if it's a specific thing that is just having me feel inadequate, I need to identify what that thing is. And again, just going with that smart criteria, that thing needs to be measurable. Happiness isn't really measurable. I want to be happy for five days straight. So does that mean if you're happy for four days and on the last night when you're going to bed, you watch a TV show that makes you sad? Have you failed your goal? I don't know. I mean, if your measure is being consistently happy for five days, then yeah, you failed your goal. And now you got to start all over. And chances are, again, because emotions are fleeting, that's going to be a very difficult one to attain. But if, let's say, the thing that's bringing me down is that I scream at my dog every single day and I want to be able to not scream at my dog anymore. I want to treat my dog with respect. I can set a measurable goal. My goal is to be kind to my dog for three days, five days, a week, whatever, whatever the goal is for you, whatever you can measure. And again, it may be something that you've got to start again and again and try again and again, but it's a measurable thing. And maybe it's not going to happen overnight. Maybe if I set this goal today, the next three days aren't going to be perfect. Maybe the next two days will be perfect. And then I have a one off and it's like, well, okay, I'm still working on my goal, but I've got two more days than I did the previous week. And we just continue to build on that. But again, that is something that's very specific and measurable and while me yelling at my dog may be an emotional thing, it's not tied to an emotion. It's tied to a very, very tangible expression, a very tangible outcome, if you will. It's a measurable outcome. I can count the times that I'm having good days or bad days with my dog, and I can build off of that. Again, happiness or any emotion, is it's, it's all relative. You know, you can win the lottery, get a new car, get a new house. And because your mom didn't answer the phone when you called, you're not happy about any of it. It's there, there's too many variables and emotions. And so the whole point of this first thing is taking the emotional outcome away and finding a concrete outcome, something that can be touched, smelled, physically felt like you can put hands on it, you know, or feel it in your body, for instance, like a, a, a lack of pain, which as an example on that, I, I have a pretty messed up wrist from an accident I got into for a while ago. And if I set my goal to be pain free, maybe I would achieve that, maybe I'm not, but that would be very relative again, because what is pain free? I mean, I could be fully functional with my wrist, but I bang it on something and it hurts and it brings up some of that old pain. Well, am I truly pain free? I, I don't know. I'd have to judge for me and you'd have to judge for you. But the goal that I did set for myself 
is I want to be able to do a switch grip deadlift and be functional at that, be able to actually move weight and essentially like achieve numbers similar to what I was achieving before I messed up my wrist. Because the issue I had was that I couldn't rotate very well. Um, so yeah, again, just an example, if I say using feelings, I'm talking about those kind of kinesthetic feelings, not emotional feelings. So again, like something I can touch, taste, smell, feel, hear, anything that is a quantifiable thing. There's, that's where your goals should start out. And that's how we're going to be able to move forward in this process. Because as I just spoke about, you can measure that along the way. You can determine if actions and decisions are bringing you closer to that goal or if they're taking you away from it. Again, going back to my wrist, when I first started out, it was an issue of, I believe, pronate maybe, um, being able to rotate my wrist so that my thumb is pointing out. And with my elbow stuck to my side, initially I could only rotate till it was about my thumb was pointing in an upward position. And as I did physical therapy and worked with different methods, I slowly started to see that thumb moving over more and more and more. And so I could measure, I could see that progress taking place. So I knew that what I was doing was working towards my goal. Now, if I stopped going to physical therapy and I stopped seeing progress or things got real stiff and actually lost some of the mobility that I had gained, I knew that my decisions were not working towards my goal. And so that gave me the opportunity to reevaluate what I was doing, what's working, what's not working, let's try something new, or let's go back to what was working and stick with it. And over the course of time, I got more and more rotation. And throughout this process, I would test, like I would grip a bar and kind of force my wrist into that position and determine can I perform a lift in this position? Is the discomfort too great or is the mobility that I gain sufficient to allow me to lift weight in this position? And as I worked on it and worked on it, I got to the point where I could pull and started pulling weight again. And it was then that I knew that I had achieved my goal because again, it was a tangible outcome. It was something that was matter of fact and it just, it wasn't subjective. It wasn't like, Oh, I think I can lift this. Like, no, I absolutely can lift this. I can see the progress. And so again, I just went through a lot of different aspects of goal setting, but sticking with that first part of having something that's actually measurable, actually attainable and being able to gauge it, being able to, to see what's working and what's not working. So that's like, that's, that's the starting point without having an idea of where you're going, you're never going to get there. So in that little story there, it talked about the kind of first three aspects of those smart goals. It was specific in what it was. I want to be able to do a deadlift with my hands in this position. It was measurable by being able to actually conduct the lift. It was achievable, um, that part might have been a little bit of uh, just hope and faith because although my wrist was pretty jacked up, I, I believed that one to be achievable. I wasn't 
expecting my wrist to over rotate. I wasn't expecting to be able to rotate it 360 degrees or something, you know, it was keeping it very realistic. Um, it was relevant because I like to work out. I like to lift weights and deadlift is something I like doing and time bound. We haven't really touched on that yet, but I didn't actually set myself a time limit. So maybe that wasn't a perfectly smart goal. I kind of based that on what the medical professionals were telling me. But at any rate, it's still an example of where we should be goal setting, how we should be goal setting. So that's the starting point of setting goals that you will achieve. There are multiple other aspects of this and more tools that go into it. But I do believe that the most critical component of being able to achieve your goals is having that very specific outcome that follows that SMART criteria and really embodying that and putting everything into achieving that goal. Again, evaluating and checking yourself up on a regular basis and asking, is this moving me closer towards my goal? That's going to be it for now. I may go deeper into this down the road, but uh, as always, if you have questions, reach out to me. If you're really curious, take advantage of that opportunity that I was talking about at the beginning of this podcast and uh, let's start working together and set some goals and accomplish them, achieve them. Let's just smash them. <laughs> we're not, we're not looking for mediocrity here, right? We'll go ahead and wrap this one up for now. Um, again, if you have questions, reach out. If you have comments, feedback, reach out. I do this for me, but I also do this for anybody listening and would love to hear from you folks. That's all I got. Have a great week. Hope you folks have a great week and know that as you sit right here, right now, that you are enough. You have inherent value that cannot be taken from you. You are loved. You are appreciated. And no matter what you do, it will not take away from the amazing person that you are. That's all I got. Have a great week.